Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. What do you think you're doing? Super water zero. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yes, I can see what you're drinking. What What's written right there on the cap? You can't... What's written on sh- with, with a marker right there on the cap? Griffin. <laughs> what? And that's not all it says. It says Griffin's podcast potion. <laughs> you can't dangle the sweet nectar in front of me week after week and not expect me to dip in. You're right. My only counterpoint is I can do that. Find your own net. Find your own podcast potion. You guys, vitamin A, You're about vitamin to pour C, this on my dick. Calcium. If you, if you pour Super Water Zero out on the floor where I can't drink it, then I'll be double mad. At least now I know you're getting the nutrients. Let's begin. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Rose Buddies. This is Rose Buddies. This is the seventh episode of Rose Buddies. It's, that seems like a lot to me. It feels like we've only been doing it for like a little bit. But seven's a bunch. That's almost two months worth of, of podcasts. Boy, we're really getting down to it now, aren't we? Ooh, <laughs> final six. There's a lot of deliberation. It's a real horse race. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a photo finish. I'll tell you that. It's not gonna be a photo finish. Lauren B's gonna win. <laughs> Let's talk about the 20th anniversary. A lot to talk about this week. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sunday we had the 20th anniversary special. So I've only been watching the show since when did we start dating? 2011. Yes. Uh, f- so for five years now, Ben Flagelnik was my first, and you always remember your first, except I don't remember him. <laughs> Um, all I remember is he was kind of a weirdo, and he picked the worst woman, and he said, oh, my dad. Yes. We talked about that at length. We have to have. I don't think we have. Or did we on the first his father pa- His father passed away, which is like, that's legitimately yeah. very sad. Uh, except he was on top of some Incan ruin with Courtney, who was despicable and who won. Uh, and he's standing there looking at the vista, and he just says, oh, my dad that's a thing i like to say sometimes no ben it's not a thing <laughs> you've never said it you said it now just to like screen test it and the 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 reviews are in we hated it uh the 20th special was a combination retrospective on the bachelor bachelorette bachelor pad bachelor in paradise mm, so many wonderful series. so many fine products and <laughs> also the wedding of jade and jade tanner. and tanner from last season's bip Yes, they met on Bachelor in Paradise, which we also call BIP. Yeah, they figured that out. Our, okay. list, our well, listeners are very, not. very smart. No, we did a we did a poll, a Gallup poll, and our listeners, their average IQ is a, like above 130. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I my my Ben Flagenic tangent was to say there's a lot of this show I apparently haven't watched because mm-hmm. there was some shit up on this 20th anniversary special. And I say anniversary, which I guess means years. They've had 20 seasons. Yes. Um, what is it like their 11th actual year of doing it? I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I'm not sure either. And some shit has gone down. There was a screaming argument between a woman named Vienna and a man named Jake. I did not know them, but this shit got pretty high. Can you walk me through what happened there? Yeah. So on that season, Jake had it narrowed down to two women. Pavelka, right? Yes. Whose brother was on Biggest Loser for a season. Yes. And until he's like, you're not handsome enough. There's only room in, in this town for Dolvet. We watch a lot of reality we television. Watched, yeah, too much. Uh, so the big thing with Jake's season, he was a pilot. He had it narrowed down to two women. One was a real was sweetheart. This the On the Wings of Love season? Yes. Oh, wonderful. And I think it was down to Tenley, I want to say. Do you remember her? I from do Bachelor remember Tenley, yeah. It was 
I think it was Tenley or, okay, it was either Tenley or Lindsay or Ashley. You could just be making shit up right now. It does not matter. <laughs> uh, and Vienna. And Vienna was kind of the villain of that season. She just, she was no holds barred. I'm going to get what I want. I, A real Courtney. Yeah, I make poor choices both with my fashion and with my romantic life. Oh my God, baby. I know. She could be listening to this. Her dad could be listening to this. Well, this was this was a while ago, so she's probably great now. Uh, <laughs> and he picked her, and then immediately... Oh, not on the Wings of Love? No. Immediately after the finale, they go to this breakup special. And everybody out in the world had known they'd broken up because it was all over the tabloids. The, so, blo- the Bloids. The Bloids. As we call them here on Rose Buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this, this, the Bloids are a supplement to this podcast. If you're not scoping those Bloids, then you are only getting half the Rose Buddies experience. Well, a third. If you're not watching the show, then you're getting... You have to watch us, the show, and read the Bloids. <laughs> um, Don't avoid the Bloid. <laughs> um, so... Immediately after the finale aired, Chris Harrison, Vienna, and Jake sit down to talk about their breakup. And, man, they are throwing punches. Vienna is talking about Jake's just lack of of willingness to make love to her. And Jake is talking about how mad he is at Vienna for selling him out to the tabloids. They are yelling at each other. The bloids. (laughs) You sold me up the bloids. Um, yeah, the part that I saw that was a particularly heated exchange, it was, it was, they were talking about the most dramatic moments to ever happen on the show. And second place was the time where a dude picked a woman as the winner. And then in the after the final row special, he was like, nope, not you picking the other one, picking the second place that changed my mind. Yeah. Uh, and I saw that. And I was like, what the fuck could be more dramatic than this? Uh, this was more dramatic than this because he's talking about how you sold me up the river to the Bloids. And she's like, no, I did. And he said, would you please stop interrupting me? And she starts crying. And I was like, Chris Harrison, you're not going to step in? Yeah, you could tell that things were really bitter for them because when she starts crying, he has no reaction. There is nothing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was pretty brutal, pretty savage. But there were a lot of positive memories, too, that we can look back on, including their retrospective of the short-lived but totally wonderful bachelor pad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we should spend some time talking about this because um, I feel like in every season of The Bachelor, there is an episode like right before Hometowns because in Hometowns, stuff starts popping off. You got uh, we only got three episodes left, right? Well, and then the the women tell all. But you got Hometowns, which is final four, Fantasy Suites, which is final three, and then the final two, which is the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, but right before that, you get an episode where just fucking nothing happens. And that was kind of this episode. I don't think that's true. Two women went home. They met his some people met his parents. They went to McDonald's. Cheesy, <laughs> crazy. Anyway, I want to talk about the Bachelor Pack because we never talked about it. It was okay. amazing. It was the it was the precursor to Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise is the whose line is it anyway of the Bachelor franchise, where it's just like go to this island and I don't know, kiss <laughs> each other, give hand jobs in hot tubs, whatever. We've got these forty five dollar dates that we've prepared. Right, Bachelor Pad had rules. You had a partner uh, who was a, a, a member of the opposite sex. Maybe you maybe you smooched him. Maybe not. That was up to you. Yeah, sometimes it was just strategy. Um, sometimes there'd be some star-crossed lovers where, like, partners would fall each- in love with each other's partners. It was very sexy. Uh, but then there were challenges. You could get immunity, and you voted somebody off at the end of each of each episode. Um, and then at the end, they do the fucking awesome prisoner's dilemma shit, where I think they had $250,000 prize, and you have to vote keep or share. If both people share it, 
Uh, they split it halfway. If both decide to keep it, then the other players who aren't in the finale split it evenly. Uh, but if one person says keep and one person says share, the person who says keep gets to keep it. And the first two seasons, everybody shared it. And then the last season, a dude totally kept it. And it was the best moment in television history uh, because he was kind of nothing the whole time. It was it showed such a flaw in this kind of it's kind of like we talk about this season where there's this unspoken code of conduct. And this man had been paired up with this woman on Bachelor Who Pad. Who just hated his fucking guts. Yeah, never gave him the time of day, made it very clear this was not her preferred partnership. And so he's thinking, why am I going to share with her? So then they unlikely make it to the finale, yeah. and it's just the two of them. And she's like, I've just had such a fun time with you. And he's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> a keep. Yeah. And she's like, how could you do this to me? And he's like, I won the game. This was a game, and yeah. I beat you at it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, game record. Everybody, most of the people who were on the show were like, yeah, he won the game. Like, he outplayed you, yeah. outwitted, outlasted. That's some yeah. dope shit. Um, man, Survivor starts up in two days. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Amazing race is back. All our stars are aligning. Anyway. <laughs> It was a really fun special. Uh, Jaden Tanner got married. We got uh, to see a lot of return contestants come back, talk about what they're doing now. There was a really gross interaction with Ashley S. And yeah. my boy Chris Harrison, who I, I love, uh, but he said some pretty bogus shit, where Ashley S., who is this total weird beard, I love her to death. She's so great. Um, she was like the queen of the non sequitur. She would do her little one on ones with the camera and she would just say the craziest stuff. Yeah, she would like be in the middle of an interview and be like, I see a, is that an onion growing on that tree? And everybody, America is like, what? No. And she's like, no, it's a pomegranate. And she goes over and like plucks it and she's like, it is a pomegranate. I think it was an orange. No, it was a pomegranate. Is that what pomegranates look like? Yeah. Shit's crazy. Um, I guess I'm no better than her. Anyway, she's seven months pregnant, and Chris Harrison was like, seven months, huh? Well, that would have been right after Bachelor in Paradise. And she was like, yep. And he was like, wow, that happened pretty quick, huh? Yeah, it did. And you guys are just, you guys are engaged now? Yeah. Well, this whole thing's coming together pretty quick, huh? Yeah. Hey, Chris, put that shit on ice, my dude. Can you fucking calm down? Can you not be like a narc about this for a second? Which was made it all the more hilarious when Erica, who is another former contestant, came up and she's like, yeah, I'm pregnant. We're getting married. You know, shotgun wedding. She just like was just like, yeah, I just, know. I know what you're thinking, Chris Harrison. Just leaned into it. And you're not going to shame me. Uh, Jaden Tanner got married. Carly sang a song. Jaden Carly became like hot, hot, but not hot. That was the hottest <laughs> romance of that season That's was true. their friendship that blossomed. Yeah. It was fucking beautiful. Carly got her heart broke into a trillion just going in for another sip, huh? Ooh, that's a chug a glug. Was that was that was that punishment? <clears throat> I had a tickle in my throat. All right, uh, Carly got her heart ripped out like fucking yeah, Indiana Jones in the Temple. Oh my God, Kirk! <clears throat> Kirk just gave it to her. She wrote a song about that too. Uh, bl- I think it was called Blindsided. Yeah, it was. My God. Um, Probably like in parentheses, Kirk's song. It was, I think, called Kirk's song. Uh, so, yeah, she sang a little song. Uh, and it was so nice. And she was like, I love you. You look so pretty. And I was like, you both look so pretty. You know who else sang a little song? Who? Seal. Seal? Yeah, Seal sang a song. And they actually got some crowd chatter. People were like, is that Seal? That's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. That would also be my reaction if Seal just appeared in a uh, place where you And then Ashley I Another Jared. gross thing. Ashley I is... Um, did they try to position her as a villain at all, or was she just a gooper the whole season? No, she, yeah, she just didn't know what she was Ashley, Ashley I is a very pretty, 
you, you, if you saw her, you would assume she is a type of contestant on this show that she absolutely is not. You would see her and be like, oh, well, I bet you she's going to be like the, the, the pretty, assertive, confident. No, she's like a very pretty giant goobus, like with no social skills whatsoever. Yeah, they made it. There were a few things that kind of signified her. I mean, she was a virgin first, which is always a big deal on this show. Uh, she compared herself to Princess Jasmine, was very interested. Several in, times. In there was a princess date that she didn't get picked for, yeah. and so she put on her princess dress that she had brought and with her. And ate corn on the cob. And ate corn on the cob. I love Ashley. I, I think she's hysterical. She's my favorite goober <laughs> that's been on this show. But she fell in love with Jared, who was on uh, Desert or Caitlin, or whose fucking season was she even? Caitlin. She was on Caitlin's season. And then they um, both met. They both met. And she was like crazy about him and he was not feeling it. Um, and there were like 15 different conversations they had during the course of that show where she's like, I just don't understand why you don't feel this. And he's like, I'm sorry. I just, I, I just don't feel this. And then it showed them here and they're like, no, we're just really good friends. And I was like, oh, good. I'm glad that they could grow. And then right there at the very end of the special, she was like, how come it's not happening between us? And it was like this weird five minute, like, they were everybody was having this crazy party inside, which I definitely wanted to be a fly in well, that wall. Well, Jared made it very clear that he had been forced to have this exchange on the steps because he literally says while they're on the steps, "Why are we even here? Like, I guess we should talk about Jade and Tanner." Like, yeah, you could tell he got pushed sucked. into it. Yeah, I, like I get why they would try to set that. Like, it's gross, but like you gotta try to set that situation. Why did that make the show like? It was just a weird, it was literally like, here's some of our favorite memories. Oh, and here's some people we're going to talk to them. And then here's this wedding. And then here's how crazy we get when we get the whole Bachelor family together. Now, here's five minutes of this same drama that we had at Bachelor in Paradise all fucking season. Are you into it? Because nothing's going to happen still. Okay, see you next time. Bye. Yeah. I don't know why it made the cut. It made me feel bad for both of them. Mm-hmm. Should we should we get on to the episode? Let's get in the episode. I, I was a little bit distracted tonight, not because I was cooking for my friends, um, <laughs> uh, but because we were watching the Grammys. We had to watch Lin-Manuel do his thing, and the Lin-Manuel and company in Hamilton do their thing mm-hmm. on the Grammys. You know, he's actually a fan of Rose Buddies. He's listened to all the episodes. Doesn't watch the TV show. Does not watch he The Bachelor. He does scope those bloids, though. The man puts in the effort. <laughs> anyway, uh, I heard Kendrick was good. And I heard Adele's piano ate her microphone. I definitely want to go back and watch both of those. But let's talk about the episode <laughs> of The Bachelor. I mean, that's probably what everybody's here for. Final six. We got, who we got? Becca. We got Becca. We got Jojo. We got Emily. We got Lauren. We got Kaila and Amanda. Sure, I know all of them. They give us a, a quick rundown. Uh, ben and Lauren t- B. Did I say Lauren You B? did. Okay. Ta- Ben's talking to his parents, Dave and... I wish I remember the mom's name because she was fucking amazing. I don't know her name. She was so good. Um, let's just call her Sally Field because that's what she reminded me of. Yeah. Um, uh, so Dave's, he's talking to Dave and Sally and just like giving them a rundown on all the women. And we were hoping to get some sort of like. Yeah, I really was furiously taking notes because I thought, okay, he's going to say something that's going to be revealing on which side he's going to. He's going to end up on. Um, and he really didn't. I was very confused early on in the episode because he was like, this week we're in Warsaw. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Like, that's a great. Cra- go- hey, guys, we're going from the Bahamas to 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 Poland. Like, what? But no, we're, we're talking about Warsaw, Indiana. Yeah, this is we saw this place on Ben's first night on the show. 
when we saw him driving around and showing us his high school. And oh, talking that's to right. Yeah. Okay. And then we went back, and this time brought the ladies. Um, apparently, there's a big, big lake in Warsaw, Indiana. We open up uh, uh, with Ben on a motorboat that he is just. Go back and watch it. He is ghostwriting the whip like fucking Captain Jack Sparrow at the beginning of Pirates of the Caribbean, like just sailing this boat in at a like 45 degree angle into the dock where all of the yeah. women are standing. And there's a genuine look of concern on like three of their faces as they lean down to like push the boat away from the dock. No, as no, no, he... no, no, no. It is Kaila. Kaila takes the full force of that boat with her two hands. With her fucking Cylon strength. Yeah. <laughs> This, he tries to crash a boat. He, is he drunk already? Like six minutes into the episode, he is ghostwriting a boat into these six women and this dock. He spends a lot of time on a boat this episode, and but does not seem like an experienced boatsman. No, because he almost fucking kills yeah. six. He almost racks up six fatalities televised at what This is a very special episode of The Bachelor in remembrance of these six women and a boat and a dock. Actually, Kayla survived. Ben's dead, though. <laughs> Kayla was cut in half, but now she's just two people because she regrew using her bioorganisms. Um, yeah, um, I, that was hysterical. He did it again, too, when he was, like, pulling into a dock. And, yeah. like, all of the women were like, you slow down? Because you're going, like, straight. He was, the dock is pointing straight out, and he's coming into the end of it like he's going to give it a kiss on the nose. Like, that's not how you dock with anything. Stop it. <laughs> the ladies pile on the boat. They get off to their, their rental house. Um, and they're sitting there and Ben's sitting with them and Ben says, Lauren, cause he can just say Lauren now cause there's only one. Oh, thank God. He says, Lauren, you have 30 minutes to get ready. And all the women were sitting there and they were very upset to have to watch. Yeah. Jojo says something to the effect of this is the first time he's ever like actually done it and not just done it with a card and it feels more intimate. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess so. Yep. Uh, Lauren piles into a old truck with no seatbelts. I will have you know. Yeah, um, that doesn't seem like they should be able to use those. No. What's and the what's the law on? Because I know Google got them self driving cars now, and those can legally be the drivers now. They just like pass a law, like yeah, robots can be the drivers. Good news, Kayla, equal <laughs> rights. Um, but I I think at a certain point, technology, we should just be like when we let something new like Google drivers in, we take something old out, like old ass shitty yeah. trucks the size of boats with no seatbelts. We know how Ben handles a boat, which is to say poorly. Mm-hmm. I don't see why he's allowed to drive a land boat, which is to say this seatbeltless truck. But I guess, I mean, driving through Warsaw, it's not like he was coming into any any real traffic there. No. And I guess all they have are old seatbeltless trucks there, mm-hmm. which they just like hit each other and just like instantly negate each <laughs> other's movement. Um, yeah. Uh, so he... he Drives her around, shows her the school, shows her his church, shows her the movie theater, and then he tells the kiss story. Uh, which Not a is, good story, but they did have a cute interaction where yeah, she which, recreated their kiss, and it was yeah. Nice. He says he was nervous to kiss somebody, and he asked. And, there were so many genuine yeah. moments. Like I always point those out of like, oh well, that's real. Oh, that's real. Because they're few and far between. There were like nine of them on this date. Like mm-hmm. Lauren B's gonna win. Yeah, um, they go to the Baker Youth Club, where uh, we find out that, quote, Big Ben worked for four years. Yeah, the some some fun stuff happens there. They had some bas- basketball guests come in. I want to talk about fucking Ronnie or Robbie? Ronnie. You sure it's not Robbie? It is Ronnie, the half-court king. I think it's Robbie. No, 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 it's Ronnie. 
think it might be Robbie. Well, all right, whatever. Ronby, Ronby, they're <laughs> like, here's here's our half court king, Ronby. Ronby is gonna get a half court shot, and if he does, then you're gonna have to kiss Lauren. And we were all like, that's pretty weird, low stakes for this kid to drain <laughs> a sick half court bucket. Oh my god, puts it up, fucking swisheroo yeah it started to feel like the whole season of the bachelor was just built around Set this kid getting his break ronby <laughs> doing his fucking bernie sanders nothing but net <laughs> hoop dreams this kid they kept showing him just like oh what's up oh you want another kiss how about 10 kisses in a row <laughs> buckets 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 is that the noise a basketball makes that's a, when the net when you get it in real good it goes yeah, see, if you hit the rim, it goes like spiral, but it can still go in. But if it doesn't hit that, it just goes, we call that a nothing but net or a swoosh. <laughs> if we get a swoosh, then it's like, anyway, Ron B <laughs> is the greatest basketball player to possibly ever live. Um, uh, and then the Indiana Pacers show up, which mm-hmm. uh, I guess are, are big basketballmen. <laughs> okay. There are two two <laughs> members of the Indiana Pacers and the coach and the mascot. Yeah. There's more people on the team. What is the Indiana Pacers mascot? I didn't notice that. Is it just a man really it's nervous? Pa- it's actually Pacey from Dawson's Creek. Oh, my God. I'd love that. I would love that, too. I mean, he looks like a big blue cartoon man because they took some liberties. But, yeah, that's Pacey in there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Dawson's Creek illusions in this episode because there's oh a lot of gosh, there were a lot the of people crying. A lot of people crying has been boated away from them. <laughs> Um, uh, speaking of crying, there was a little boy named Eric who was sitting against the wall crying. Oh, oh. And meanwhile, Lauren B is out chatting with the gals, like the little the little kids, and uh, Ben comforts the little boy. And we weren't sure why. Did he say his dad is in the army? He was wearing an army shirt, and I think there were, maybe we jumped to conclusions. It was just a sweet moment, man. He picked up this little boy and started doing basketball exercises with him and gave him a high five and just like me watching that just flooded my basement right there. And that's when Lauren B. was like, I think he's going to be a really good dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, you too. You're going to be married forever. That's a new... I'm going to put my seal of approval on this. I know I've been quick to quick to seal in, in past seasons. What with Jeff with one F and Emily? Yeah. But I'm going to put my seal of This is the new Sean and Catherine. You're saying that? that was the seal. It's on there. It's a, this, is a, this is a... But we know from the teaser that he falls in love with two women. You're a notary public. This is a, this is a legal form now. If you have, if you have, you should have voiced these qualms to me before I sealed it. You're a notary public. Your your career's on the line. I'm not. That's not true. Rachel's a notary public. Don't ask me to notarize anything. Rachel I can't will notarize do it. anything you want. <laughs> what is a notary? What do you What do you need them for? Uh, I mean, if you're submitting documentation to like a government entity, entity, you need somebody to say, yeah, this person is really Rachel. She showed me documentation. I know she's really Rachel. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. What, but then they could just make up their own shit. That seems like a crazy loophole. Well, they swore the notary's oath. That's a good point. I didn't consider that. Yeah. Uh, they go back to Ben's place. Um, they fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> what if they did? <laughs> yeah. And then, they, like, it was weird. Like, they just did it. They <laughs> had. It's just Chris Harrison turns to the camera. It's like, ladies and gentlemen, they just did it. They just did the damn thing. <laughs> Ronby was like, hey, if I make a full court shot, you two got to get down tonight. And they're like, ah, Ronby, whatever you say, man. But that's a, oh, my God, Ronby. You heard what he said. Ben has tearaway pants that he just rips off. He's ready to go. Do you think Ronby is on some zapped shit? I don't. 
I don't. It was a sex romp <laughs> starring, I think, Scott Baio. Um, and he had telekinesis, and he would use it just mostly to commit what I would am now realizing were basically sex crimes. Wait, uh, how do you know about this? Zapped. Yes, it's like Porky. It's Porky's. It's like a part of the of the American cultural landscape. With Scott Baio? Scott Baio, Willie Ames, Zapped. A high school science nerd gains telekinetic powers after a laboratory accident and uses them for revenge upon bullies. Hey, IMDB. That's not how I remember it. I remember Scott Baio taking a lot of women's clothes off with his mind powers. Wait, was Willie Ames also on Charles in Charge? Charles in Charge. He was. Wow. A lot of work together. Anyway, I think Rombie had telekinetic powers that were given to him by Dr. Love. Now, hold on. (laughs) I know what you're wondering. Why would Dr. Love give him telekinetic powers so that he could make a full court shot ensuring that Ben and Lauren would make love with each other when Kyla 001 is obviously his protege. And the answer to that is, I haven't figured it out yet. Okay. (laughs) Just edit that in later. I think maybe Kyla has turned on Dr. Love's mission. Um, And so Dr. Love is some, is is setting up the, the fucking pieces, the house of cards to ensure that Lorimb wins the television program. And he did that with a telekinetic boy named Ronby, the full-court hero. <laughs> so why even do those half-court shots? Just to set up some stakes? Yeah. Okay. Well, he can do a half-court shot, but a full-court shot is, at the very least, twice as difficult. <laughs> so yeah, I'll put, I'll, I'll put up some sex as a, as a, a bargaining chip, as but a bet, as a wager. Know. Griffin, they don't have to have sex to fall in love. No, I know that, but it helps. So they're at the place. They're not uh, having sex. Uh, Lauren B is reiterating that he Ben can trust her. You know that that rumor about her being fake is not true, and he says he does trust her. And then he takes her to Rex's Rendezvous, which is a dive bar in his town. And there are some friends appearing at the table. And then it's immediately over. Yep, that's it. <laughs> and then Lauren tells the camera that she is in love with Ben. And that's the end of the date. I like it, man. Mm-hmm. These are my. Here's what happened on this date. They made love for the first time. Their bodies intertwined, exchanging heat. Learning, knowing, exploring. Finding each other's things that they like, um, intimately speaking. Um, so that happened. Uh, he introduced her to a, a lot of people who are very important to him, like Ronby and like the old, the old leader of the place he used to work at. And then all of his friends at a bar at his favorite bar. He's like setting her up. Like, this is going to be day one when I onboard you. Yeah. But under that argument, you could say he was setting Emily up because Emily got to meet his parents. Or he's setting Amanda up because boy, this motherfucker loves to crush him some McDonald's. Oh. Man, okay. Well, we, before we do that, we should talk about JoJo's date. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wrigley Field. To, yeah, Wrigley Field. They go to the Windy City. JoJo immediately remarks that it is windy. Can I do a? Can I do a <laughs> quick cursory? Okay, that's a two-hour fucking drive from Warsaw to Chicago. They can't just be like, and now we're in Chicago. That's it. You're looking at least four and a half hours well, of driving to get that shit done. Maybe they helicoptered. We don't know. They probably did helicopter. Anyway, they went to Wrigley Field and they tried to pretend like it is a, a beautiful American treasure and not a place where um, you just can just piss wherever you want. <laughs> 
Yeah, they go out on the field, they they hit some balls, then they go up on the scoreboard and they make out and they write like Ben and Jojo. Uh they have little baseball jerseys that mm-hmm. say Mr. and Mrs. Higgins. They open up the scoreboard to climb up in it and a hundred thousand rats pour out of it. <laughs> and like three drunk men. And like three drunk men out. surfing on the rats. <laughs> um anything happen on this day we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, the one thing that happens, so they have me- a meal, they spend all day at Wrigley Field, and they have a meal out on Wrigley Field, and Ben talks about how he wonders what's going on with JoJo, JoJo says she's scared, which is a big theme this week, all the women are scared, Um, I guess because it's final six or whatever. Well, and also just the, the Wrigley Rat King could like strike at any time, and t- just like take you into the underfield where you'll be his baseball bride. And so Ben Ben admits that he's worried, and I tried to write down word for word what he said. Uh, I wrote down, I think my fear comes from just the idea that at some level, I guess I just question whether your feelings are there. Um, which is, I just, I had to write that. Ben's A lot of people said a lot of gobbledy, so gobbledygook <laughs> bullshit this week. Uh, and then JoJo just says, you know, I'm here, clearly... Um, and, and I, you know, I've been in a relationship before where people were giving more than me or I was giving more than them rather. And it was the most abstract. It was the weirdest thing way I've ever heard anybody talk about a relationship before where she literally said something along the lines of like, I had that person before where it was like, I gave 150% and then they just weren't like doing it back to me. And it's like, I've had that before. And then that was that person. You know, it was like, she was trying to do what Kaila did. Whereas like, I'm going to give you a complicated reason that I'm on the fence and then reel you back in. But she didn't have the expertise to do it. No, or the programming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then he said, I guess what I want to know is, are you still Team Ben? And she said, oh, I'm definitely Team Ben. And it's like, hey, guys, what other fucking team is she going to be on? <laughs> she doesn't get to choose. Ronby. Ronby. I'm sorry, Ben. I've heard about Ronby. I've heard about Ronby. I've heard that he has, well, telekinesis, which is like, I don't, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Is this another Charles in Charge Zapped reference? No, he. Ne- I don't think he ever uses his like telekinesis to like. How it was very much. Use- like, it was like that Patrick Stewart episode of Extras where he's talking about the movie that he wants to create, or he's like Professor X, like an oh, yeah. X Men, only uses it to make women's clothes fall off. That was Zapped, starring Scott Bayo. Yeah, the the I'm Team Ben thing felt weird. It's like that's not the everything that's there with Lauren. But- like, yeah. they're trying to, I think maybe... It's such a television show with JoJo, you know? It's like, I, I, I'm Team Ben, America. I think I've posited before that it's going to be Kyla's second place, Lauren B in first. I'd like to revise that. I think Lauren B is going to be first, of course. Um, I think they're setting JoJo up to be the runner-up. Yeah. Like, they're trying to make JoJo be kind of a a, a thing... Um, and I think Kaila 001 is going to come in third place because third place is traditionally where the Bachelor Bachelorette comes no, that's from. True. Um, but like, I just don't think JoJo's like earned it as much. You know what I mean? Like they've kind of, I feel like she's only kind of shown up in the past, in the past few weeks. I feel like maybe that's just because I haven't really, I've never had her on our team. So maybe I haven't been paying very mm-hmm. close attention to her. And then, so group date, um, group date is Kayla, Leah, Becca, and Amanda, which means that we know Emily is getting the one on date. So on the group date, almost nothing happens. There's boat time and there's kite time. And then that's pretty much it. And then they go to a barn. 
This is what I'm talking about. This <laughs> We're at this point now where there's no drama between the women anymore. So, like, there aren't any narrative threads for the producers to, like, chase down and focus on, really, at all. Um, there's very little, like, fun stuff happening. Now we're just getting down to the yeah. business of finding this man a wife. No, it's true. And we know all these women at this point, and, like, a bunch of them aren't, like, great on camera. And so trying to, like, make them do that is just, like, nothing's nothing's really going on. Next week's going to be great. Because uh, it's hometowns, and it, the based on the preview they showed, it looks completely bonkers. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't really, it wasn't happening for me this week. Yeah, the only thing that really happens is, you know, Becca pulls Ben aside and, and says, you know, I'm scared, I feel like I've given so much of myself, just don't blindside me. This is the biggest garbage sentence I've <laughs> ever heard anybody you're basically saying, promise me you won't kick me off. But you're saying it in the dumbest fucking way possible, because this isn't Survivor. Like, if you, I don't want you to be on... I don't see you being my wife. <gasps> I've been blindsided. No, you haven't? Well, here's the thing he could have done that some people do. They don't do the rose ceremony. They pull the person aside, send them home, and then come back to where the rose ceremony would be and say, hey, you're all safe. I just But you don't off. add to ask for that treatment is bizarre because to ask for that treatment makes you say you're basically saying i hey, i'm 100 percent sure it's not gonna happen between us just don't embarrass me out there and if that's the case then like you don't really deserve to get the special treatment of the pre-rose ceremony kind yeah. kind send-off he did that to one person on this episode and it's because she didn't ask for it and, and the terminology of blindsided is just been bonkers yeah. this show operates on binaries you are either on the show or you're off the show stop drinking the white wine and get the fuck out of here and go home <laughs> yeah you've blindsided me no you just not i'm not marrying you yeah like you're either going to marry me or not it's not a it's it's ugh. um but so okay so but before he gives out the rose on the group date he also talks to amanda about meeting amanda's kids and then he talks to Kaila, and Kaila reveals this kind of another weird story. She talks about how she's worried that for hometowns, her family won't be good enough, and that she doesn't really have a hometown because she's moved 17 times. And her big argument seems to be, your family's really great, mine yeah. might not be super good, my, I'm worried about that. My family is Dr. Love, and... <laughs> Deep Blue, the chess playing chess playing computer that beat Kasparov. That's my family, and they're not gonna. You're not gonna connect with them and because also, Doctor Doctor Love is a psychopath, and Deep Blue basically only knows how to play chess. And congratulates you on winning if you win. And we also have a maid named Rosie. We have a maid named Rosie. Yes, <laughs> um, she's a human though. Like, don't get it twisted. <laughs> she actually gets really offended when you. Um, also, our refrigerator is our pet. There's some, it's, listen, we have a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, so after she says that, Ben, I think upon hearing that she has moved 17 times, says, well, do you think you could ever feel comfortable living in the same place? And this is where she says, I feel like I've been molded to be adaptable. I mean, our hypothesis is even... It's, it's not even a fucking method. hypothesis. This it's, is the, Following yeah. the scientific method, it has been tested, and yeah. it has been proven with control groups and shit. Yeah. I saw, I saw, she was wearing like a, 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 a bare midriff, or a, what's it called? A bare midriff shirt today, and you could see her glowing red spine through her, 
skin. Like, there's, yes, this is happening. I like this fashion corner with Griffin McElroy. I had to just illustrate that you could see her glowing red spine. (laughs) Uh, But um, despite despite all these chats, Amanda ends up getting the rose, um, which means that she gets the rest of the date night with Ben, which is when we end up at McDonald's. I made a joke earlier when they're in uh, shitty, shitty Wrigley Field because they did like this uh, zoom out uh, wide panning shot of the field and you could see a McDonald's in the field. And it's like, and then we're going to go to McDonald's. And I laughed. Ha ha. Wouldn't that be funny if he took a woman that he's trying to make fall in love with him, that he's trying to trick into falling in love with him on television to McDonald's, the burger, the burger house. A lot of you have probably seen if you're watching the show in real time like we are. Uh, you'll have noticed that Ben and several of the Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants have been on a McDonald's commercial. So we know that McDonald's is, is big money behind this, this season. In those commercials, you can actually like watch them like start to put burgers close to their mouth and then like throw it to the side <laughs> really quickly. Uh, uh, they go to McDonald's. I don't want to talk about fucking anything else that happened. Well, okay. They no, do, they I push a, they push it. a lot of like, what are we, are we going to get breakfast or dinner? I don't know. They have both now forever, 24 <laughs> seven egg McMuffins. Get them. Can we talk about our friend who? Oh, okay. So we have, we a- promised anonymity to our friend. Let's call her Dana. Dana. <laughs> Dana and her boyfriend were there, and her boyfriend said, you have to share the story, Dana, about what you do when you go to McDonald's. And she's like, oh, no, I only did this one time. Apparently, she goes, she orders an Egg McMuffin, she gets it sans meat, and then takes her own special supply of prosciutto and puts it on top, which she was embarrassed about, but it sounds incredible. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but let's diagnose the logistics. Because we were like, oh, Every- so you bring it, you bring the egg McMuffin home to your house and then you put prosciutto on it there. And she's like, no, I'm, I just like, ha- I had it in my car because I was going to work. And I was like, Dana, Dana, you have work prosciutto? Every- you have a secret supply of thinly sliced ham that's like, you're coming to work with me today, friend. Every lady in her bag carries some chapstick and carries some prosciutto. <laughs> It is not unusual. Back me up, ladies, you know. There's this Mr. Bean sketch where he tries to make a sandwich on a park bench, and he has, like, just, like, loose, floppy slices of cold cuts in his shirt, and then he has, like, he has, like, lettuce that he puts in, like, a hot water bag, and he, like, shakes it, and he, like, has butter that he applies with a credit card, and he goes, my flexible friend. That was a really good Mr. Bean. It reminded me of that, just, like, no big deal, just sitting in my car, got my prosciutto in the glove box, Mm -hmm. here I go. It was wonderful. Dana, thank you for sharing that story. If you got your own McDonald's, if you've got your own McDonald's, no, share your McDonald's car hacks. Use the hashtag RoseBuddiesCast. I want to see those McDonald's car hacks. No, I don't. I want to see them. Uh, they share a French fry kiss, which we watched. Fuck me in, slow in motion. the eyes. This was the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Our friend Chris Plant made us watch it in slow motion. And it was a waking nightmare because Ben puts his French fry in her mouth and like French fry in his mouth and turns turns to Amanda and is like, huh? huh? let's do this." And she's like, "No, I really, yeah, she clearly doesn't I want really, to. Re- Ben, I really." And then using zapped magic, <laughs> oh, 
she like moves forward and she takes the littlest bite of it and then he like like a fucking medieval jouster just rams this flaccid flaccid french fry into her face like trying to get her to take more bites of it he's like i got almost all of that it's like yeah ben it's because she didn't want to fucking do it no this is after the part of their date included them taking orders in the drive-thru like it was it was just it was not a treat um but they get i would can i say something Ben's a handsome dude. I would kiss him like no matter what. Um, I'll I'll crush some McDonald's French fries. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that that was lame. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Amanda's being a little persnickety. You got two kids. You're you got to be slamming D's on the regular, don't you think? I don't like that phrasing. <laughs> slamming D's on the regular. You got two kids. You're gonna be you're gonna be getting those fries and slamming those D's right there. All the time. So don't pretend like you're above one of their crazy, salty pleasure sticks. Okay. (laughs) Uh, After they leave McDonald's, there is a carnival in the street, and everybody from town is there taking (laughs) photos with their iPhones. Who has ever walked out of a McDonald's and been like, I feel like a carnival. (laughs) Where's Where's the parade? I did. Like, like it was literally around the corner like when i walk out of mcdonald's i thought it's like oh fuck i hope no i gotta get home as fast as i can and shit this out of my body as quick as possible i hope nobody sees me like hey griffin you look really greasy oh fuck i want to get on a carousel you feel like funnel cake oh yeah. god no put the funnel cake in my mouth let's kiss it off each other god no 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 um but that's i mean that's pretty much the date they seem to have a good time he gives her a rose, I think, right? Yeah, she gets. Oh, a, yeah, she yeah. gets the rose on the group date. Yeah, um, and that's that's about it. There's kind of a fun scene where a bunch of kids are beating Ben, ben to death with inflatable carnival toys, and that's kind of fun. Uh, but that's about it. Um, yeah. And then Emily's date. And Emily's date. Kyla drops some shade on Emily, which oh, turns out to be like yeah. actually a pretty good diagnosis. Kyla, good, uh, good analytical eye. Good, good robot eye you've got there. Yeah, Kayla says that Emily is a, quote, bright-eyed puppy. Not ready for Ben. Just not ready for this love. I Which, like, Emily, I think Emily might be the youngest this season. She's 23. Well, Haley and her are tied. That's true. Most of the women are, are a whopping 25 years old. So they're like, Ugh. oh, at 23, you're not ready. Ancient. Past, past <laughs> their prime. Early antiques. Um. So, so Ben... Decides to bring Emily to his family, and of course they get there via boat, and then Emily... Which he just, like, crashes into the living room. Emily discovers what's... I'm going. home! We parked it in the living room this time, drunk. <laughs> uh, Emily discovers what swans are for the first time, which is fun, and then Ben says something like, oh, you know, when swans kiss, their necks make a heart. <laughs> it was just... Beautiful. That was beautiful. That's like, is that a haiku, Ben? That was incredible. I think he just got uh, uh, a subscription to that Zoo Facts magazine that they were trying to sell subscriptions to. Ranger Rick. No, what was the what was the magazine that they would sell on Nickelodeon? Oh, Zoo Books. Oh, okay. I think he just got a subscription to Zoo Books, and he was like really excited about it. Like, here's some things that I learned today about about swans. Um, Do you, guess how old turtles live to be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, see, Kyla would know that stuff. Like, Kyla she's would, got all that programmed. Well, she would Google it, yeah, if she didn't have it. It's kind of the computer that wore tennis shoes. 
You are making a lot of old references tonight. No, they're doing a gritty reboot of Kirk Cameron's The Cute Computer or Tennis Shoes. A gritty reboot? Yeah. How do you make that gritty? <sighs> Think about it. He's got all of the government secrets in his head. They're going to fucking hunt him down. He's on the deep web, surfing, surfing with the console cowboys in cyberspace. They got to <laughs> fucking take him down. It's kind of like Operation Swordfish with Hugh Jackman. Only he's the swordfish. Good luck. Like, good luck. That's the in the trailer. It's <laughs> they've got um, one of the the Hemsworth brothers. And they're like, we're gonna come get you. We're gonna come get you, tennis shoe computer. And he's like, he pushes up his shades and he goes, good luck. That's the accent that he's using. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Emily gets to meet Ben's parents, which seems like an odd choice, and Ben kind of couches it to his parents and says, you know, Emily is just becoming her own individual self. And, you know, that the more he knows her, the more confident and mature she seems. Um, but they're sitting with the parents. And, I mean, we've seen Emily before kind of ramble. She did a little bit on the beach when they did the two-on-one with her and Olivia. But when Emily sits down with the mom, it she is a mess. just uncorks that shit Mm -hmm. this was emily untucked she just like went non-stop i've never seen a a confession quite like it like ben just makes me happy to be the kind of person i am but i also see myself with him and it's like i see a version of myself that's like wow i could be that girl someday and so it's like part of me feels like that i should just like keep standing like in my truth and try and just be who i am but part of me sees the me i could be down the line with him and it's like I want to be 100% myself, you know, but like, I also want to be 100% the myself that he sees in me. So I guess what I'm trying, like, yeah. Whoa. And then she talks about how she, her dream, um, is to be an NFL cheerleader. And since Ben lives in Denver, she could maybe cheerlead for the Denver Broncos. And then she says, you know, I've always just felt so average, you know, but I really think I would be an above average mom. And an above average wife. Yes. And if I could, I love watching movies. So I guess if I could have one dream job, it would just be watching movies. Emily, in this one diatribe, <laughs> you've told us two different dream jobs. This is how bonkers, this is how off the rails this diatribe got. Is I just met you and you've told me two different dream jobs. And Ben's mom, Griffin pointed out, this is where Ben gets his Axeman traits. Because Ben's mom, man, she just distills all of that into just like a few sentences to Ben. Just like this just disintegrates Emily at the molecular level. Sally Field sits her son down and is like, listen, she she's, has a very nice smile. And she seems like she's very fun. Yeah. She hits that fun. Yeah. Like she is. A very fun individual. She's a very fun fun in it like she hits that <laughs> nay nay she hits that shit and ben is like oh yes mother yeah you're right she's she says like it seems like she's just not ready for this whole thing she talks a lot about herself and what makes her tick and her two dream jobs but she doesn't seem especially interested in like what's up with you yeah and uh she is she's a baby fish you gotta throw her back in yeah and and the mom gets real serious and, and talks about kind of, you know, you go through a lot of hard things in a marriage, you know, and and I'm just really concerned and the uncertainty of this whole process, you know, worries me. And you just, you really, man, team Ben's mom. Ben's mom is dope. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the parents of the, of the batch are just like, I, I would say actually 90% of the time. Yeah. They are just like, everyone seems so great. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> 
Ben's mom was like, "Nope, too young." Yeah. Throw that throw that little that little goldfish back in the water. Let her get bigger. <laughs> She'll be somebody else's big catch. Uh and so Ben gets back on the boat, takes Emily to the dock, wraps her in a blanket, and says, "I just don't think I can see you being my wife." Literally like no lead up, no, no build up. Mm-mm. Get off the boat. Don't even tie it up. Just let it keep going into the house where the other women are. Step off with her. Wrap her up in a blanket. Sit her down. I just don't think you're going to be my wife. Yep. Sends her home. Like that. Like, I've never seen a bachelor or bachelorette be this, like, super decisive about shit. Mm-hmm. And he does it in, like, a really... He handles it so well. It's one of the most mature breakups I've ever seen on the show. He's like, I enjoyed hanging out with you. I really did. And I'm very happy that I got to know you. And it, I don't want to send you home. I don't want to say goodbye. But, like, I don't see that next step. So yeah. I think we just should just call it. And Emily, like, seems a little taken aback. Like, she doesn't have any kind of follow-up questions. She doesn't get particularly emotional. Yeah, she's like, well, that's a bummer because I do see that. But, um, yeah. but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was thinking, like, what if he had done hometowns with her? Been like, oh, hey, I've already met your mom, and I clearly already know your sister. Fuck, that's a great point. Like, he can't, he can't take her to hometowns. Absolutely not. That is a non-starter. Unless he's going to marry her, which he's not. Uh, he <laughs> cannot take her back to her sister. Although I bet you the the producers were like, this is going to be dope. Yeah. That is the that is how you save somebody from a blind side. Like you've been through the ringer this season and yeah. you've been a great sport and you genuinely seem like a super nice person who is like excited to be here. And so like, I'm going to just like let you let you go right now. Yeah. I mean, if anything, you know, he did Emily a favor because we got to know Emily. You know, we wouldn't have gotten to know her. Yeah, she's a real sweetheart. Um, I think she's definitely. Well, I, I mean, except this, for when she was gunning for poor Olivia. Well, that was. I think she was also sort of being being Scott Bayo manipulated a little bit there. <laughs> um, but I, I I think she. I made this remark. I think it's true. I think she's earned herself a bip spot. I think she's yeah. gang. I am so fucking excited to keep this podcast going into bip territory because that show is going to be the most like uh, it's going to be the most insane thing to try and do commentary on because it's just like not a bunch of garbage happens in a garbage well, and it's void. always on in the summertime and they're always having summer drinks out in like a summer environment it's just fun to watch it makes you feel like you're on vacation it's like it's like somebody is flushing garbage down the toilet and you're trying to comment on all of the things going on all at once that's almost the opposite of what i said it's like it's like somebody takes a big bag of Doritos and upends it into a toilet, and then you try to comment on like, well, okay, so these six Doritos were over in this part of the toilet. It's a beautiful setting where absolute filth happens. Okay. Um, and so then Emily goes home. The women are all kind of nervous because they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming. All the women are also watching. Yeah, yeah, they do it on the dock so all the women can watch from the window. <laughs> and Judge is like, oh my god, she's walking back and he isn't. Like, trying to hide her excitement. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then, I mean, we all kind of know what's coming, right? It's not going to be Lauren B. that goes home. No, she's going to win and love. It's not going to be Kyla that goes home. No, she's going to come in third place. It's not going to be JoJo. No, they're setting her up to be in second place. Amanda already got a rose. Amanda's good to go. We She'll know, be in fourth place. We know it's Becca. And Becca, like, gets the boot and is like, I told 
told you not to blindside me. Yeah. You probably make gotta make a being a promises that you're not gonna kick me off. Like, no. Yeah, Becca, it you was You either strange. fall in love or you go home. Because Becca was telling all the other women, like, I just, I really opened myself up this time. You like, didn't. more than Chris's season, I just feel like I've really put myself out there. And it's like, have you? You didn't. You didn't no. do anything this entire fucking season. This was like, <sighs> so annoying. I, it would have been exciting if they had brought back a person that, like, America loves her. Here's this person. Um,. But, like, Becca was very sweet on her season, but nobody was clamoring for more Becca screen time. And so, like, it was just, they were, like, just trying to make Becca happen, and it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. This 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 can't be a trend of just, like, we got to bring back somebody from the last season because, like, we get that name brand recognition and people are going to come to it. It's fine if you want to do that if it's, like, an actual person that people are going to recognize who can like bring some exciting stuff to that but like becca's very sweet she's not yeah well and it turns out with becca like becca's big heat with chris i feel like was that she was a virgin this season like no one really i mean that's not a big deal this season i feel like it hasn't been a big deal really in any no season. that's true but they usually seem to make it into a big deal i guess more towards the fantasy suites but then it doesn't never happen yeah anyway uh yeah I think it's kind of a stinker of an episode, but aside from like the McDonald's French fry kiss, which is like, look it up, watch it, slow motion it. If you can get the raw footage and send me like a 400 frames per second, like high speed camera, um, we get that preview of the hometowns and it looks like I'm so excited to talk about all these weird dads. Oh my God. So many weird, weird, uh, what's his name? John Waters. Yeah. Like. Weird looking mortician dads. Yeah. Lots of math teachers. We get a lot of teasers that like Kaila's family and or JoJo's family are both. JoJo like apparently has two approving. JoJo has two big brothers that apparently just put been through the uh been through the, the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Um it's just really in a long history of families just being complete ding dongs. Um, like, uh, Jade's brother, who went just crazy on, was that Sean or Chris? Yeah, it was Chris. Jade's brother, who was like, yeah, man, she's a real stallion. And then, like, was a dick to Chris. And then Claire's family. You remember Claire's crazy sister? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Who just was like, was just like, you know, our mom needs to be taken care of. You can't take Claire from us. She needs, she needs to be home with her mother right now. Yeah. And then Dez's brother on That's Sean's who I was thinking season. of. Yeah, Dez's yeah. brother who got her sent home. Like, yeah. Sean was like, straight up, your brother, he's a real ding dong. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Long history of family members. Hometowns are, are consistently. They're, they're either extremely boring. Consistently good, I think. They're either extremely boring of just like, come back to my hometown. The women have to plan the dates and it's like, here's my date. We're yeah. going to go play around in a baseball. Literally the best date. I hope all four women are just like. Let's throw football in my front yard. He'd be like, yes. Ben, I'm going to take you to McDonald's and see how you like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, he would probably be psyched. Um, oh, and it looks like we're going to meet Amanda's kids, too. Which, yep. which they were setting up to be this big, like, big drama of just the kids crying constantly. And Ben... <laughs> and Ben just making this face, like, <laughs> maybe I don't want to be a daddy. Yeah. 
Maybe I goofed and I don't want to be a daddy. Which these poor kids, like, their mom has been gone for weeks. Like, I bet this is a real stressful thing for them to have her back all of a sudden with this rando guy. Uh, yeah. Next week looks like it's going to be fun. This week was whatever. But at least we had the 20th anniversary special mm-hmm. there to to give us some padding. Uh, because we're right up against our, our one-hour time limit. Um... Thanks, everybody, for your activity on the Facebook group. The Facebook group is so good. We have over 600 members now. We're not very active on the, the Rose Buddies cast Twitter account, and I'm, I'm starting to think maybe we won't ever be. Yeah. And here's my defense for that. Twitter, you, should, you should follow it, Follow though. it if you want. I guess if you want. I think we tweet when new episodes come out. I think yeah. maybe. Um, Twitter's a fucking toilet with Doritos floating in it. <laughs> it's literally the worst platform ever. Facebook is, like, the only thing that matters to me anymore, vis-a-vis social networking. Um, so let's just like keep our engagement there focused. Okay. Um, and yeah, rate and review us on iTunes. If you know anybody who likes the, the bachelor, you could recommend us. We appreciate it. Do you want to talk about the sign off he came up with? Yeah, here's our sign off. Somebody dropped in the group. It was uh, me. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rachel dropped in the group a video of Chris Harrison saying his. Uh, oh, by the way, somebody kept track of how long Chris Harrison was on screen in this episode of the, this two-hour-long episode of television. It was like a minute and 16 seconds. Yeah. Fucking shameful. Um, uh, Chris, Rachel posted this thing in the group, and it was every time Chris Harrison said, ladies, Ben, there's, what is it? There's one. There's one rose left. When you're ready. When you're ready. That's it. Ladies, Ben. Ladies, Sean, there's one rose left. When you're ready. Thanks, man. Like, usually you get a thanks, man, from The Bachelor. <laughs> um, I think we just sign off with, uh, thanks for listening to Rose Buddies. When you're ready. And you just, like, just back away. Like, we say it, like, when you're ready. And then we back away from the microphone like this. Like, we out. Do I have to put my hands up? You don't have to put your hands up, but I think it, like, gives it a, a sort of... Do we uh, both have to say it at the same time? Uh, I think maybe we just take turns, one of us saying it. And when the other person says it, it's like, we know, like, that's it. It's like a hot potato. Do you want to do it this first time? Okay. Thank you all for listening to Rose Buddies. Ladies. Oh, I thought we were just going to say when you're you're going to do the whole thing. Well. Because I feel like it's too too wordy to be like, ladies. Ladies. Griffin. When you're ready. I'm worried it's not, it doesn't, is that going to go on a shirt? (laughs) Is that what we're thinking about as a shirt? Gotta be thinking about those brand opportunities. We just say when you're ready? It seems abrupt. Yeah, that's the idea. Bing, bang, boom. I think we'll, we'll always say, like, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready. Final rose. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert. She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right,